when it comes to the holidays, you, we create these traditions, right? So we had a tradition with my family, the way we grew up. And then I had a tradition with the boys and our family as, you know, a married couple and our, you know, our three boys. And so we had these traditions and then they change and it's about moving and being fluid with the change, whether it's being that way for your children or for your parents or, you know, for the next, your next relationship, right? So it's being fluid and realizing that it doesn't mean it's wrong if it's not the same. And you can be flexible and the more flexible we are, the easier it is for everyone else. And we don't have to be a pushover. We get to have boundaries, but being flexible is really healthy. Welcome to Soul Sisters Get Real, the show that goes deep in who we really are and why we are really here. We're your hosts, Karen from the States and Eleni from Australia. We've had heartfelt conversations as soul sisters for years, and we're ready to share our truths, stories, and life lessons with you. And to inspire you to connect to your truest essence, which resides deep within your soul. There'll be tears, there'll be laughter, and there'll be no holding back. So sit back, relax, and let's get real about the things that truly matter. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Soul Sisters. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking about feeling lonely during the holidays. I'm going to be discussing that with my soul sister, Karen from Wisconsin. How are you going, Karen? I am great today. Thank you. How are you today? Really good. Just before we got on, I said to you, how are you going? And you said, well, you know, what did you say? Uh, I was working through some loneliness in the last couple of weeks. That's what I responded with, right? Yeah. yeah. And so I'm really interested to really dive deep into this feeling of loneliness because you're actually in a long-term relationship and it's quite a new relationship, really. You've only been in it, what, for the last couple, couple of years? years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, last mm-hmm. couple of years. And so it's always interesting at the beginning of a relationship where we navigate our place and, you know, what do we ex- expect from our partner? What do we give? Where do we sit? We don't quite know. And so tell us a little bit about your relationship and where you're at with the feeling of loneliness. Well, when I think about it, my, my feeling of loneliness is like quadruple fold. And it's the holidays that bring up that feeling of loneliness often. Part of it is because we're moving from winter, summer to winter, and the nights are dark and it gets dark at four o'clock in the evening. Nights are long. Uh, So for me, when the holidays come up, because what we know is that things don't stay the same, right? And so, uh, you know, I, I work through, when I think about my loneliness that I struggle with is the working through is, you know, it wasn't supposed to be this way. I was supposed to have family around all the time, yet I might find myself alone often. I work from home. I have a virtual business, a business coaching business. It's all virtual. I don't get out of the house a lot, uh, although I do work to stay social, but there's a lot of time by myself. 
And when we have a lot of time by ourselves, we have a lot of time to think about being by ourselves, right? And then the holidays come up. And being that my son, Josh, passed away in a motorcycle accident just three years ago. So we've only had a couple Christmases without him. There's that. And getting divorced at the same time. And my our two boys, the two boys that were younger than that, have moved down to North Carolina, which is a good 12-hour ride or a plane flight. So they're not around. They're not around to help me decorate the Christmas tree. They're not around to help me decorate the house. I do it all alone and it feels lonely. And so what I've been doing in the last couple of weeks is how do I shift through that? You know, how do I how do I get through the just because it's not the same doesn't mean that it's not okay. And then there's the aspect of, like you said, I am in a relationship and um and my significant other, my boyfriend, is busy. Like he's got a job and he's got two boys that are still in high school and he's got family in town. I don't have family in town. Uh, in navigating around that and still not expecting someone else to fulfill my needs is where I'm working through all of that, right? Because I get to be happy with me and my life and create my own happiness. So um, you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense to you? Totally. It's like this opportunity that you now have. So I feel like loneliness gives us an opportunity to really go deep within and what is it that I need? And is it okay if I fulfill my own needs rather than depend on somebody else to fill these needs? So what I hear from you, Karen, is that you're with a partner who currently has two boys at home and his priorities are varied so he has his boys he has his work yeah he loves spending time with you but there's a lot going on in his life and so it's about being okay with that and realizing that just because you're feeling lonely on a particular night doesn't mean that you expect him to step in to fill up that need you've got to go internal and ask yourself, what is it that I need? And how can I give this to myself? Because I think one of the biggest issues that we have in relationships is expecting somebody else to feel a need within us because that's when we get into codependency. And then we have all these expectations of our partner that for whatever reason they can't fulfill. And then we, we've got this dissatisfaction and that's where people start you know looking elsewhere somebody else is giving them a bit of attention a bit more attention and then their needs get filled elsewhere because they don't know how to fulfill their own needs but where we are at in our lives we are learning and have learned to take care of ourselves and so how are you taking care of yourself well, it's interesting. So there's two, there's two things there is I am responsible for my own happiness, right? And so what I realized is that if I was in a different place, if I had younger kids that were in high school that were still wrestling, that I was running around and going to wrestling meets on weekends and picking them up from, you know, wrestling practices and uh, going to school events and going to school concerts. And if I had that lifestyle, so we are in different places in our life. If I had that lifestyle, 
I wouldn't be lonely. I wouldn't have time to be lonely. I would be too busy in my life. And so we are in different places in life. And it is not someone else's responsibility to take care of me because I'm in a different place in life. So I get to find my own happiness. And I've been reflecting on that a lot in the last couple of weeks. And this is uh, kind of what I was telling you before is when I dig deep into it, yes, I have the right to, and it's okay for me to feel my feelings and to feel sad about having a son that's in heaven that is not here to celebrate. It's okay for me to feel my feelings and feel lonely because the two boys that mean the most in the whole world to me are far away and we get phone conversations and they weren't home for Thanksgiving and uh, they won't be around too much near, you know, around the holidays. It's okay for me to feel that way. And what I get to do with that is what I'm shifting into is that I get to spend more time taking care of me. I get to take more time for self-care. And how many of us as parents of young kids are like, if I just had a second to myself, if I could just have my house alone, right? I remember those. Like, if you could give me any present in the whole wide world, let me be in my house for an evening all by myself. That is what I want for my gift and for, you know, for like, that's what I want. And so it's just very different place. And now it, I've been, I was taking care of people for so long. I was taking care of, I had two foster kids. We had two foster kids, the two boys, you know, and then, and then moving through Josh dying and the divorce and all of that. It was like taking, being the pillar for everybody else, taking care of everyone else. And now I get to shift into taking care of me. What does self-care look like? I've never in my life taken time to go get manicures. I literally did not have time to go get a manicure. I don't get myself massages. I'm starting to. Um, I, I'm starting to have more time to like, I'm not so scrambled with, with my work, with business, with writing the book. So how does that look for me shifting from taking care of everyone else to now I have time for myself? And there's no time to be lonely when you're in taking care of you in self-care, right? It's interesting that as you were talking about how your life has changed and you did say earlier on that, you know, one thing for sure is it changes. I was reflecting upon how I learned over the years how to maximise my time because when I divorced my first husband and my little boy was a little boy, there were three nights of every week that I didn't have him, which for me were the worst three nights ever because there were three nights that I didn't have my little boy every single week. And so I had to turn that around and say to myself, okay, so rather than staying at home crying, which is what I was doing to begin with on those three nights and calling him when he would say to me, mom, when I am with dad, I am with dad. So it became clear to me that it, I was making it harder for him so it was actually a selfish thing for me to be calling him when he was with his dad. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, okay, what will I do with my time because I don't have him for three nights every week? And mm -hmm. I thought, I'm going to start going to the gym, something that I wouldn't be able to do if I had him. Mm -hmm. And so I started going to the gym during those nights and making the most of the time that I was alone, just like you said earlier you know, when you were so busy with your foster children and with your children and all the things that you had to do in your life, you were like, oh, I just want some time. 
And so that's what I did. It was like, well, what can I do with this time? How can I maximise this time? And so with many years of being programmed to what can I do with this time, I now make sure that when I'm not with my partner, I really maximise the time because with our lives, with my partner, I travel a lot. I go back to Melbourne every month. He works as a youth worker. He works shift work. So many nights he's not here with me because he's here with me during the day. So it all just depends. And so I actually look forward to that time because it's a time for me to do whatever I want. I might just sit on the couch and read. I might just decide to go for a walk. But I really love the time alone because I'm used to reframing it into a, what can I do so that I maximize this time by myself? And I just think it's so important that we let go of codependency. In other words, that I am dependent on someone else and that that someone else might be a partner or that someone else might be a child, but depended on someone else to feel good about who I am. And so during the holidays, if you are in a situation where you are not with family, you're not with your children, you're not with parents, who knows, they may have passed, you know, friends may have moved away, whatever your circumstances are, what is it that you can do for yourself? Maybe it's about giving back. Maybe it's about helping homeless. Maybe it's about yes. being of service. Maybe yeah. it's about getting healthy. Mm -hmm. I agree. So a couple of things came up for me is I think it's very common. I'm glad that you mentioned that about being, you know, a parent of uh, a divorced parent and the ch child not being with you all the time. Because I think that's very common is a lot of uh, women and men when they get divorced and the child is children, child are back and forth. When they don't have them, they feel very alone. They feel like they're missing something. I think that's very, very common. And I'm sure it's common near the holidays. So there's that, right? And then there's the common near the holidays when you've lost someone that you love, someone that has passed away that whether it's a parent, like you said, or a spouse, that's tough too, or a child. Uh, and then what is it that we can do? And I have done exactly what you said is I've figured out, A, how to get myself out of the house when it's dark because it gets dark at, like I said, 3, 4 o'clock and the evenings are really long. So instead of working out in the morning, I can relax in the morning and get right to work and then work out in the evening once or twice a week. And you're in the bright lights and you get the energy and that feels really good. So there's that, right? Go to the gym, go take a walk if it's summertime. And then the other thing is the focusing out. And that is what I've been looking forward to is like, where can I focus out at the women's shelters or the, um, you know, the food banks and you serve food? Uh, how can I like, how can I get more involved with the community and the chamber of commerce is what I'm starting to get more involved with, which I was involved with, but just more involved with, right? And get myself out and focus out because when we focus out, we're not focusing in, right? Exactly. And, you know, it's about um, having the perspective of, you know, the ego, it's all about me, 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 me. And so what I learned by being in a situation where I was in a blended family, it's really what's, what's best for my child? What's best for them? 
And so, you know, yeah, sure, I miss him, but it was I found that it was better that I didn't call him when I didn't have him because because he was able to you know have his life like a compartment like he like he would say to me mum when I'm with you I don't think about dad and when I'm with dad I don't think about you and it's it was his way of coping because he was in two different worlds and so you mentioned that holidays are really difficult as someone who's come out of a blended family because my son's now 30, that's why I'm no longer in a blended family. But um, going through all those younger years when, when, I, when I did have a blended family, the holidays were the worst. So I literally used to have heart palpitations leading up to Christmas because I knew it was going to be this very, very, very stressful time when, um, you know, I had to negotiate exactly what time I had to pick him up. My or what time he was going to get picked up. And my heart would break because every Christmas he would open his gifts first at his dad's and then I would bring him for the day and I would have him until 4 or 4.30 and then he would be picked up by his dad. And when his dad would come and pick him up on that day, I could see his face. He was the only cousin out of a whole group of cousins that had to leave the party and go somewhere else. And, and when I look back on it, it's like, I felt that was very selfish of me and his dad because we both wanted him on Christmas Day and we didn't want him to miss out on our family parties. Whereas if we thought about it and went, okay, let's let him enjoy the whole day with with you this year and the whole day with me next year and I can collect him the next day. But instead it was about making sure that we had as many minutes as possible and literally when we used to work out our care, we used to base it on minutes. And oh if goodness. I could change anything in the past, it's this thing of not being prepared to give up one minute that I didn't need to give up of his time because I saw that as my precious time with my son and I wasn't prepared to give it up. But that kind of hold just brought this tension between me and my ex-husband, which was so unnecessary. And so if you're listening out there and you are in a blended family, oh, what's best for the children? What's mm. best for the children? It's not about you. It's about the children, what's best for the children. And if you do have a parent that's not well, what's best for them? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And when it comes to holidays, you, we create these traditions, right? So we had a tradition with my family, the way we grew up. And then I had a tradition with the boys and our family as, you know, a married couple and our, you know, our three boys. And so we had these traditions and then they change and it's about moving and being fluid with the change, whether it's being that way for your children or for your parents or, you know, for the next, your next relationship, right? So it's being fluid and realizing that it doesn't, mean it's wrong if it's not the same and you can be flexible and the more flexible we are the easier it is for everyone else and we don't have to be a pushover we get to have boundaries but being flexible is really healthy that's a really good point Karen it just reminded me of a, a client I used to have who had a German background and you know with her background she would she had really specific German traditions 
And even when her mother passed, she upheld them. And she started to feel the weight of doing everything that her mother used to do over Christmas time and started to get very stressed over the Christmas period. And I said to her, what would happen if you just let it go? And she said, I just feel so guilty. And we just had to work through that guilt because it's exactly what you just said, Karen, which is things change. Traditions are wonderful. They make us feel safe and joyous because we're doing something that we're used to doing. Children love traditions for sure. Traditions are wonderful. But when they start to become heavy and when they start to bring about stress or create resentment or resentment, then you're actually holding an energy in the family that is not what the holidays are about. (laughs) You know, like I often see, you know, our culture, there's so much amount of food. Like when I walk into any one of our events, like the amount of catering that we do in our family, coming from a Greek Cypriot background, is ridiculous. It really, really is. And the way that I see it now, it's just too much. It's way, way too much. And whoever's hosting whatever event is usually stressed because they've been cooking (laughs) for so long. There's so much food to take care of. There's so many platters. There's so many dishes. There's so much. And so it's okay to change things up. And our family has changed things up. Like a week before Christmas, we have a big extended family Christmas event at a park where everybody brings their food and their drink and there's a playground for the children to play. And so it doesn't have to be at somebody's home. And, you know, the home can be left for Christmas Day for a smaller amount of people. And so we have changed things up. You can let go of things. It doesn't mean that you are less than because you're not doing what your parents did or your grandparents did or what you used to be able to do. Like I see some of my sisters who, you know, are in their late 60s and early 70s now and they're still doing the same amount of food they used to do but it's really tiresome for them these days and they don't need to do it. But it's just this belief that, you know, the more I do, that, you know, it, it's almost like intertwined with self-worth and hospitality and this cultural belief that I've got to provide so much. It's just this huge cultural programming that we can let go of. And so if something that you're doing is giving you more stress, then joy, it's time to let it go. Yeah, absolutely. The flexibility of changing up the tradition. And, you know, I've gotten to the place too, and I think this is helpful, is it's just a day. So it doesn't really matter if I celebrate today with my son or the next day with my son or even a couple days after just because it's not the day. What, you know, really, like we are the ones that make a big deal out of dates and times Whereas in, you know, in, in the ethers, in the spiritual world, there is really no date and time. And so what's the difference if you celebrate on the exact date or not? Whether, you know, it's your birthday, even looking at it that way. Like, so what if I celebrate a week later because so-and-so wasn't available? Yeah. And I see so many parents putting this on their kids. Like, um, you know, it's, this is the special day and we have to be together. One thing my mom always did And I think this is one of the reasons that our family 
you know, why we're so close, why there's no misunderstandings, why there's no arguments. My parents were always of the belief that, look, if you need to do something with your husband's family, if you need to do something with your wife's family, that's all good. Whatever keeps you guys happy was always their mantra, was always about the couple. Like, don't worry about us. We'll be fine. You do whatever you need to do. So releasing that pressure from your children that they need to um, do something with you because that's what you need. So going back to that, let that go. It's just a day. It's just a day and you can celebrate on another day. And that thinking, it's it's just a day made a massive difference when I was in a blended family and so much activity was happening happening on that day. I had to pick up my son, I had to go drop him off back at his dad's, had to visit, you know, my my husband's parents and he had two sets of parents and my side and it was just so stressful until I went, enough, it's just a day. I'm not going to do all these things on this day every single year anymore. And I just had to really, you said boundaries before, that were, they were my boundaries. It was like, I can't do it anymore. I can't have this stress on this day anymore. And I just changed things up. And you know what? It's okay. It's okay to change things up. It's okay to let go. It's okay to have boundaries. It's okay to say, no, not today, but I'd love to see you tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. And it's okay to be lonely. It's okay. It's not wrong to be lonely. And if you don't want to sit in loneliness, figure out what it is that will help you shift, whether it's the focusing out or the taking care of yourself and taking some time for self-care or reading a book you've wanted to read forever and you didn't have time for, Uh, you know, so, right? Like, it's okay to feel the feelings. And if you don't want to feel the feelings, then there's ways to shift out of it. Yeah, but feeling the feelings is such a massive opportunity because that's where you go deep, where you really sit with yourself and just, well, what's what's really going on with me now? What am I feeling? What am I feeling a lack of? Because whatever I'm feeling a lack of, it might be that I'm feeling a lack of love. Yeah, um, so, yeah I was going to say for me, though, it was more of where do I get to go with this? What is the next evolution for me? is okay the things have different my life has changed really quickly in a short amount of time not what i expected not the should have been and what is the next version of me so what is the next evolution of me that i get to go with because this is not where i want to stay and so it wasn't about what i was lacking it was about who do i get to be now and what was the answer the answer is i get to I get to take care of me. I get to have time for me. I get to appreciate me and, and then focus out and give and give because it's time for me to give now because I have the time and the energy and that makes me feel good. Yeah. And then you had the opportunity to also say, well, I would have loved to have had this time how many years ago when my life was so over full, I would have loved to. And so now I've got it. And so how can I make the most of it? Absolutely. Yes. Well, what a good conversation. And if anyone is listening, if you are listening and you have some feedback for us or an experience that you have been through or that we could even talk on next time about feeling loneliness during the holidays or any struggles that you're having during the holidays, we would love to hop on here and have a conversation and support you. And also, if you know anyone who's struggling with loneliness during the holidays, 
send them this podcast because I, I feel like it will provide comfort because they're not alone. They are not alone. Um, and, yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful conversation to, to be a part of. Yes. So thank awesome. you for joining us. If you would like to see us and not just hear us, we are on YouTube at Soul Sisters Get Real podcast. But one final thing, something we always end our series with, which is about getting real. So, Karen, I've got this question for you. What does it mean for you to get real during the holidays? Mm. That's a good question. So when I think about getting real during the holidays, part part of what was coming up for me is having this conversation about feeling lonely feels very vulnerable because I don't want to admit that I have all of this. I have everything I could want. I have a great relationship. I have my boys that love me and yet there's still loneliness. So getting real for me during the holidays is being vulnerable and looking at what I do have instead of what I don't have. And how do I get real about, um, about all the blessings that I have and then how do I get to shift? So get real about what's really happening in your life. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Beautiful. What about for you? Me, for me, getting real during the holidays is really about every time that I spend time with people, which is really just to be there for them, to listen, to listen to what they're saying, to feel into their soul, not to want to speak up and, and say your story, but just to be there and listen to what they're saying, what's going on for them as many hugs as possible and just just to share all the love that we can whilst we're still here together. I love it. Yes, let's do that. Okay, awesome. Yay. So share this episode and please subscribe and like and, um, yeah, see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you loved it. And if you did, subscribe to the podcast. We would so love it if you write us a review and share it with your friends. And remember, always connect to your truest essence. And choose love. We'll see you next time.